I think that one of the things that connects all of us as human beings is our impulse to find happiness. And certainly as a parent, I want my kids to be happy. I want happy kids. Pretty simple. I think that that's probably also a universal thing that everybody wants their children to be happy. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and got a good amount of personal experience working with kids because I've got two tiny humans living with me all the time. Um, I also have extensive experience as a mentor, got extensive experience managing adults. I've got extensive experience training adults, but I do not have any technical uh, education on raising children. So if you're looking for advice from some kind of registered expert, you can stop the video and move on if you want some practical information about how to make sure your ego doesn't get in the way of having happy kids, then that's what I'm trying to help you with today. So my name is George G. Thanks for taking a second to check out our video. Um, again, happy kids. There is this amazing human being. His name was Chief Seattle. And he's got just a ton of really famous speeches. But one that really stood out to me has this line in it. He's talking about um, he's talking about the dangers of modern living impacting the way that he and his people were living. And he said, what you're talking about is the end of living and the beginning of survival. I was like, wow, that hit me, hit me like a ton of bricks. The end of living and the beginning of survival. And that stuck with me the first time I read it, and it still really resonates with me today. But I oftentimes think of that in the context of when kids are kids, they're just having fun. That's all they're worrying about. They are living. Then they get to college. They take on student debt. Then they graduate and they take on more debt. They sign leases or get a mortgage or whatever and car payments. And all of a sudden, they're having to work to pay for all the debt that they have. And they make this awful transition from living to survival. I think that we can all look back on our lives and say, yeah, I've sort of fallen into that trap at times, and maybe you're still there. But I think from a fun standpoint uh, and a happy kids standpoint, is there thing, are there things that we can do as parents to help our kids avoid that? Can't we just be happy for our entire lives? Is that possible? And I assert that it absolutely is. And I think that the more we can help our kids during their childhood be happy, and find their own sense of happiness and their own sources of happiness and all that stuff and give them the skills to be successful, well, then we are accomplishing our job, having not only happy kids, but happy adults, all that good stuff. So that's really what I want to talk about today is that. So how can we have happy kids and specifically how can we have happy kids by making sure we're keeping our ego in check as parents because we all have an ego and it's an important part of our lives but it can have a really detrimental and negative impact. I'm going to share two re recent stories when I let my ego creep in. Fortunately, I'm smart enough to notice when I do that, at least sometimes, and then checking it and then moving past it. So here's what I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about what we want as parents, what kids want as kids, how those two things mesh or collide, and then what the way forward is. So as a parent, uh, we could talk a lot about this, about what we want as parents. But first and foremost, I want to have a happy kid. But I want to have an 
I, I, I want to have a kid who's really engaged, who's interested, who sinks their teeth into things, who's free to explore and to learn and to really get better at things. The last thing that I want is a kid who's not interested in anything, who's not invested in anything, who just seems like they're floating along. And I understand that we're all going to go through different seasons of life. And there's probably a time where every kid's going to experience that. But how can I help foster um, more of the things that I want? So I want my kid to be able to identify something that they want, to be able to set goals around that, to be able to work towards doing it, and to win and to be actually achieve that thing. It's not all about winning, but to be able to decide this is what I want. Here's how here's how I'm going to go about doing it. And then to execute on that and to perform. And then when whatever pressure is on, if it's uh, the, the, the performance of a play or if it's a sporting event or if it's a musical recital or a spelling bee, whatever, to then actually show up and to perform when the lights are on, when whatever event that might be being lit up by those lights. That's really what I want. It's a pattern of success that a child can then take and apply to whatever it is they're interested in doing in their professional lives, in their personal lives, whatever. That is what I'm interested in doing. I think that, that makes for a happy child. Okay, probably not an exhaustive thing. There's a million different things you could add to that, but that was what really came to my mind. And so that's why I said it. What do kids want? Well, kids want to be happy. Now, happiness means different things. Sometimes I feel like if you could just sit in front of an iPad, that would probably make them happy. That's not necessarily what we're looking for as parents, but kids want to be free to explore. They want to exercise their curiosity. They want to let their imaginations run wild. They want to create and consume and explore and test and try new things, which is, again, very much aligned with what we want as parents. So, again, so far so good. But what happens when those two things come in conflict? Where what kid wants what I want, it doesn't always work out. And I think that that's where ego can rear its ugly head. And how can we make sure that that doesn't happen? How can I make sure that I'm not screwing everything up? So I, me, <laughs> I was a competitive tennis player growing up. And I uh, played at a pretty high level. Tennis did a lot of things for me. It paid for my school. Um, it's helped me tremendously throughout the course of my adult life as well. Uh, it's brought me an immense amount of enjoyment along the way also. So it's been a really, really good thing for me. And now I know that that's true. And while I don't really care if my kid plays tennis, I just know that it is a means to certain ends. I know that I'd be able to help him to become a better tennis player if he chose to become a tennis player. So we put him in tennis lessons. Um got him some rackets. We go out and screw around in the backyard and bang balls around. I take him to the courts, put him in lessons and he seemed to be having a good time. But then he came to me and said, I don't want to go to tennis anymore. I'm like, well, okay, why is that? You know, everything's going through my head. He doesn't want to play tennis anymore. And this is where my ego stepped in. I said, well, you're going to keep going for a little while longer. So I made him go a couple more times and he just kept saying, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not enjoying this. And I had to take a step back. I was like, well, a couple of things are going to happen here. 
is if you keep pushing, he's going to hate tennis and he's never going to want to play it ever again. And even if he does keep playing, he's just not going to be happy doing it. So my desire to give him something that it's of value to him, no matter how great it is, if he doesn't want to do it, it's not a good fit. So pulled back, said, of course, we'll honor your desire to not play tennis and maybe we'll revisit it in the future. So just making sure that that we are checking our ego, say, okay, why am I reacting the way that I'm reacting? I know that what I want is the best for him, but that's based on what I think. And doesn't mean that he's going to like doing it. Doesn't mean that he's going to be happy doing it. So don't throw the baby out the bathwater. Let's go ahead and pull back and maybe revisit in the future if that's what my intention is. So that was the first story. The second one happened just a couple of nights ago. Um, so we're talking about my oldest, who is five years old. So James is five. And just the other night, for the first time, he built a fort out of his pillows and sheets. I'm like, yeah, forts are awesome. Totally remember forts. Used to love building forts. I think I was pretty good at it. I think probably everybody thinks they were pretty good at it. And we were probably, right? So he just loved it. I woke up the next day. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the best dad ever. I'm going I'm to create a structure. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a structure out of PVC pipe and both my kids, my five and my two-year-old will be able to put sheets over it, blankets, and it's going to be totally awesome. So I did that. Go to, I, I sketch out my design, do my measurements, go to Home Depot, pick up the PVC pipe and all the appropriate joints and whatnot. Come home, screw it all together, put the blankets over it rocking and rolling. Look at this thing. Look at this amazing fort that 43-year-old man just made. <laughs> well, he didn't like it. He did not like it. He was not a fan. Says, I don't like it. Please take it down. I want to build it the way that I did the first night. So ego jumps in. Feelings hurt. Spent all this time, spent money doing this. It's nobody's fault but my own. My fault, my responsibility. A couple of really important things. The first thing is I forgot one of the most important rules of working with another human being, especially when you're trying to do something with them for them, is that people support what they help to create. And I just went ahead and created the thing. I built the fort. I designed it. I did all that. And it was an ego thing. I wanted to do a nice thing for my kid, but that he didn't like it. That's not his fault. He's just being honest, right? And so I was I was pretty irritated. I was a little butthurt about the whole thing. So I took it down. Um, and it took me an hour or so to sort of get over myself, recognize the ego. And then I went in and I helped him, you know, build his uh, fort the way that he wanted it to. And then the next morning, we talked about it again. And I said, hey, you know, we can design it however you want. You know, tell me about the way that you really want it, because that's the trick. Because while my design could have been a 10 out of 10, the quality and the engineering scale, and his design, what he drew up, maybe is a 3 out of 10, but he thinks it's a 10 out of 10, right? And so it's a 10 out of 10. My idea sucks. He thinks his is awesome. And who are we talking about here? Talking about making the five-year-old happy with his fort. 
So I need to take a step back with my ego and recognize what's important here is making sure that my kid is experiencing this and using his imagination and doing all the stuff that we're just talking about doing that kids want to do, not what my dumb ass wants to do, not what I, not what my silly imagination thinks is, is, is cool or the right way to go about it. So really keeping that in mind. And then I thought about uh, Jocko Willink's great book, Extreme Ownership. And if you've not read that, I highly encourage you to do it. All things Jocko are awesome. But the thing about that is it talks about how you as a leader, it's all your responsibility. So me as a parent, it's all my responsibility. None of this is my kid's fault. It's not my five-year-old's fault. Certainly not my two-year-old's fault. So when we're going through things and we're having interactions and we're making decisions about things, I need to take responsibility for my emotional wake in this, for my ego and all of these things. And the more that I can as a dad and as a husband and a friend for that matter, going beyond the scope of our conversation today, the more I can keep my ego in check and just be aware of it, the more successful and the happier that everybody is going to be. So keep that in mind. Check your ego. Check yourself. Let's create happy kids that will turn into happy adults and make the world a happier place. If you want to connect with somebody who's actually certified or actually educated in uh, dealing with kids, we've got certified partners that can do that. So check out lifeblood.live, go to the coaching, go to our coaches section, go to our courses. We've got some great courses on parenting as well. So, and here's to your success as a parent and here is two happy kids.